Welcome to A Cup and a Conversation. I'm Grant Onst, Community and Economic Development Director for the City of Brunswick. And today we have Brett Larrick. Hi, Brett. Good morning. How are you? Good, and you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, Brett is president of Columbia Chemical, based here in Brunswick, Ohio. And we're going to learn about what Columbia Chemical does and uh, who they are and what markets they serve. But we're also going to learn some things about Brett himself, his leadership style, and some of his team members. Brett, tell us a little bit about you. A little bit about me. So I grew up in northeast Ohio. Um, uh, grew up on the east side of Cleveland and uh, um, made uh, through, through high school at Menor High School. Uh, graduated, went to uh, Cleveland State uh, from there. Um, had an interest uh, in chemistry from a uh, high school chemistry teacher. And uh, while I was in um, senior year, we uh, she would take me and another uh, student around and do chemical magic shows for elementary school. Kids. Oh, that's cool! So it was uh, kind of neat, a uh, little miscellaneous kind of fun magic tricks. Sounds like on, a dry ice event. Yeah, there was some dry ice involved. There was a number of different things involved with it, but that kind of sparked the interest in chemistry, and uh, so I followed that uh, on on through. Uh, college, got a degree in chemistry, and uh, stayed in the chemical field. Uh, um, one of uh, uh, the, the chemists at, at Cleveland State that I was doing some research work with uh, um, knew somebody in the chemical world, manufacturing, and uh, got me, uh, asked me if I had an interest in working. I said, well, at some point I'm going to have to have to work here <laughs> in this field, and uh, that led me into the metal finishing industry in the chemical world, and I uh, haven't left uh, since. Okay. So, so, so you've been, how long have you been with Columbia Chemical now? So I've been with Columbia Chemical for 23 years. Wow. Yep. Wow. Okay. And and obviously when you came in, you didn't start out as president. No. How, how did you How did you uh, join Columbia so, Chemical? Um, uh, I, as I mentioned, I, I started in the metal finishing industry, and uh, which is what Columbia does, and I'll, I'll get into that in a little sure. bit later, I'm, I'm sure. But um, we... Uh, I started in the laboratory doing analytical work, uh, quality control for the mat batches that are made uh, back in, in production. Um, bench chemist um, had an interest in getting out into the field, working a little bit more with the customers on, on things. Uh, um, while I learned a lot in laboratory and, and working with the chemicals, um, I had a little more passion for the outside and dealing with the customers and solving problems. And uh, that led up into outside tech service and then into the sales uh, and, and okay. things. So, okay. Um, and then uh, with uh, Columbia Chemical, um, just in the industry, knowing them, uh, Columbia was trying to grow and uh, had an opportunity to come over uh, and work. Uh, at that time, Bill Rosenberg Jr. owned the company, and uh, he had aspirations to continue to grow the company, and uh, uh, we came on and, and did it together. So, oh, that's terrific. Yeah. And Columbia Chemical was founded in Brunswick, Ohio. Is that correct? Um, so uh, it was. Uh, we've been in Brunswick since 92. Since 92. Um, okay. uh, Columbia Chemical was actually founded in a... Uh, um, if I remember correctly, it was a paper mill um, in the uh, downtown Cleveland was the first building. Oh, okay. And uh, um, they, uh, uh, Bill Sr. rented out uh, of some space up there, and uh, the only, you know, making a lot of the chemicals, you need a water supply, and uh, the only water supply available was the women's bathroom. So they, uh, <laughs> they tore out some stalls of the women's bathroom and uh, began making chemicals in that. So it, uh, I guess it was founded in the, the beginnings of the... <laughs> <laughs> women's room at the place in Cleveland. We, we do have some pictures of that. So, Well, it, you know, uh, necessity is the mother of invention, yes, as it, they say. Yes, it is. Yeah, and, and people always talk about uh, these big tech companies starting out in garages and how, how exciting that is. But in reality, 
most companies start somewhere, somehow, in some small way. Yeah, some some need some some solving some problem, doing something. So that's right. Yeah. So so how many folks are with uh, Columbia Chemical? Um, so we got just uh, under fifty uh, at the present moment, and. Uh, um, and, and you mentioned about Brunswick. We we, we, we started here in Brunswick in '92, and uh, we're um, the original building. Uh, we added on to it a number of times. Uh, we built a second building and uh, outgrew both of those, and uh, we're now in our third building over the industrial park. That's so, great. Yeah. That's that so shows wonderful growth. And and um, you know you've got a number of key folks in your organization. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about? Uh, um, you know, maybe Mark and Jeff. Yep. Um, so our leadership group, our executive group, consists of uh, myself, uh, um, Mark Shario, who's essentially the, the chief technology officer. Mark uh, handles all the research and development, uh, the laboratory, and, and, and the scientific parts parts of things. Um, also, our connections and work with the OEMs, and the uh, uh, whether that OEM being automotive uh, on through uh, Caterpillar, John Deere, those types of markets. Okay. Um, working with the specific to make sure that our chemicals meet the needs of, of, of theirs. Um, and uh, also um, Marianne uh, Fuller, who is our, um, essentially functions as the CFO. Um, Marianne uh, came on. Uh, Mark's been with us for mm, 13 years, I, I guess, but he's been in the metal finishing industry uh, most of his uh, adult life. Okay. Um, and uh, Marianne started with us. I'm going to get the time period wrong, but uh, she was uh, in her early 20s. On, uh, I won't give her age away on, on, on this, but uh, she's been with us for a number of years. Uh, worked her way up through the accounting and into, in, into the CFO. And Very nice. Things. And uh, um, I'll mention uh, we are uh, currently owned. Uh, we're an ESOP uh, corporation, employee stock ownership plan, and uh, Mary- which is which is kind of interesting because because yep. a lot of people don't know what an ESOP is. Yeah, there's 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 a number of them around, and there's a number of companies that uh, everybody works with, deals with on a daily basis uh, uh, that are ESOP owned. Uh, it's a unique uh, ownership structure. Um, it's good uh, for it. Um, when I get into a little bit of the history of Columbia, I can explain how we developed into, sure. into the ESOP and, and how we operate in it uh, today. Um, but Marianne is our resident ESOP expert as, as well. Very good. And uh, the ESOP companies that are owned by ESOP, uh, they need that internal person to be able to manage through things. Sure, uh, sure. So, so, so switching gears for a moment, so what does Columbia do in a nutshell? What, what do sure. they do and, and what do they make or sell? Sure. Um, so Columbia, uh, we're essentially a chemical manufacturer in the metal finishing industry. And, uh, so and what, what is, is metal finishing? Yep. So metal finishing is uh, putting coatings uh, on primarily steel, but we also do uh, other substrates such as uh, zinc and brass, uh, even uh, plastic uh, trim. Um, but it's uh, So we make the chemicals that people, applicators, electroplaters use to put the coatings on parts. Um, so those parts are oftentimes, uh, uh, to make them look bright and shiny, uh, oftentimes they're fasteners, nuts and bolts that are uh, to prolong the corrosion resistance or the corrosion life or the uh, usable life of, of those parts on, on things. So, so a novice like me, when you say uh, uh, on, on parts to make them shiny, yep. maybe maybe on a car there's some some trim on the outside yep. of a car and it's bright and shiny. So um, when you look at the car, um, especially I'll, I'll use uh, pickup trucks, uh, they use a tremendous amount of decorative chrome on those. Uh, and uh, oftentimes it's copper, nickel, and chrome over steel. Um, there's other substrates involved as well. But uh, the wheels, bumpers, trim, door handles, interior, exterior, all that bright, shiny stuff is uh, people use our chemistry to put that 
uh, nickel chrome on. Um, also, uh, uh, interior applications such as plumbing fixtures, um, uh, handles, faucets, uh, different variations, different colors of, of the nickel chrome. Um, uh, you name it, uh, that, that uh, door handles, door hinges, sure. uh, all those, those, those types of things, as well as uh, what we call in the functional world, um, where we're trying to prolong the usable life of a particular part. Um, yeah, our, our business is, I'll call it 40-ish percent, remit related to the automotive. Um, in the automotive, we talked a little bit about the bright trim part of things, but there's right. also a lot of things in the automotive in the, in the cars and trucks that uh, you don't necessarily see that are, are corrosion protection. Uh, everything from the brake components, all the calipers, uh, the brake lines, the hoses, uh, they're all made of steel uh, in one way or another, and they're coated uh, to prolong the life. And okay. uh, there's also the seat brackets, all the rails that move the seats forward and, and forward and backwards, up and down, uh, as well as the headrests. If you you know look on every headrest, they're, they're uh, plated uh, or coated uh, to... Um, Stop the corrosion protection. Sometimes make them bright and shiny as well, depending on the uh, model of, okay. of the car. Um, but there's different uh, different needs. Uh, the interior uh, is different than the exterior. The interior is not getting uh, subjected to wind, rain, snow, uh, that type of thing. Where uh, the exterior and the brake component, uh, they they've got heat, they've got cold, they've got snow, salt, etc. So there's different levels of corrosion protection, thus different levels of, of chemistry involved. And are there different, uh, Brett? Are there different Chemistries for different areas of the country or the world that you supply? Yeah, so um, we, we do about 40% of our business export out of uh, the, the United States. And, uh, yeah, there's uh, um, the atmospheres in uh, uh, northern Ohio are quite different than southern uh, states as well as down in Mexico, which are also quite different over in, in Asia, some of the humidity uh, areas. Uh, so there's different chemistries, there's different technology that are involved in, in, in each of those different places. So you need to know where your products are going to end up. Yep. Sure. Because sure. they might be made somewhere, but then they could get shipped somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So what do you look at? Do you look at where it's made, or do you look at where it ends up, or both? So um, most of the time, our chemistries are developed based on a specification by an OEM. And okay. uh, that OEM could be Moen, that OEM could be John Deere, uh, and that OEM could be General Motors. Um, and so they've all got their own criteria for appearance, corrosion protection. Uh, there's also functionality. Um, the Every fastener that's uh, holding these desks and tables and chairs together, as well as holding your car together, um, they have uh, certain requirements for coefficient of friction on things. So we also sell uh, modifiers for the coefficient of friction because every every uh, company's got their own uh, look view it as a robot that's putting this uh, nut and bolt together and uh, that robot's got a certain amount of torque and if it's too slippery that's going to torque it and snap the bolt if it's not slippery enough it's not going to fasten the system correctly together um, so not only in the region are we developing products for um, a, a corrosive atmosphere that uh, might be in, uh, um, you know, Western Europe uh, where there's a tremendous cold on, on things uh, up in Canada and, and or uh, over into Asia. Uh, we're also developing for them for uh, certain applications. Uh, John Deere has a very different specification than General Motors does for, for sure. the fasteners. So. Sure, because I would imagine a lot of the John Deere items uh, are, are used out in the field, yep. not, not just in a farm field, but maybe on a construction. Yep. 
construction site and things of that yeah, nature. Yeah, and, and to that nature, um, John Deere has a different specification for the fertilizer uh, machinery than it does for your lawn tractor that you have in your yard. So, good, good point. Yeah, you know. Good point. So, so what is the history of Columbia Chemical? How did uh, how did it come to be? So, uh, the company was founded in 1975. Uh, it was founded by two gentlemen, uh, Bill Rosenberg Sr. and Herb Gadul. Um, both uh, were from the metal finishing industry. Uh, both were involved. Uh, Bill Sr. was the research director for a chemical supplier, and uh, Herb was in the marketing and sales aspect of things. Um, the company they worked for changed ownership hands uh, five times in seven years, and uh, they, they enough was enough, and they left and started their own company. Um, manufacturing, uh, uh, some of the products we still sell today uh, on, on things, but um, and during that time period, um, there was a number of other people in, within that company and the organization that left and started their own distributorships throughout the U.S. Um, many we still deal with today. Uh, we still sell to the um, families up in uh, uh, Minneapolis, down in Texas, that uh, um, helps Bill Sr. And, and Herb start the company. Um, Herb was involved in the business for a short time period. Bill Sr. bought, bought him out. And uh, um, what uh, really spurs uh, the, the growth during that time period was, uh, I always say, Everything that's really good for metal finishing, to, to make metal finishing easy and, and good, is really bad for the environment. And uh, so during that time in the, the late 70s and, and through the 80s, cyanide was heavily used in our industry. And uh, um, Columbia Chemical developed some alternatives to the use of cyanide, alkaline cyanide-free technology. And that's what really put Columbia on the map, of, especially the global map. Uh, not only was the U.S. trying to eliminate the use of cyanide for obvious reasons, right. um, and uh, the other parts of the world were as well. And, and Columbia um, developed uh, some interesting technology that was leader in it, and uh, that helped spur our growth in, in the foreign markets. Um, Bill Jr. got involved in the business in the mid to late 80s, um, helped spur that foreign growth, especially with the cyanide-free uh, technology, and uh, but he helped promote it into the foreign markets. Uh, Bill was traveling over to Asia and China uh, before uh, you know before anybody it was else. Would, before it was yeah. fashionable to, to do so, um, but it, it helped spur the growth of, of Columbia. So Bill uh, then bought the company from his father in the mid 90s. Um, had a different, little different vision um, of growth, and uh, Bill was very uh, science oriented, like his father, but he had much more marketing uh, mind than what his his um, dad did, and okay. began to, to promote Columbia Chemical more. Began to grow the, the, the company, uh, utilize the strengths of the, the technology that, that we had in the marketplace. Um, and then uh, um, in the early 2000s, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, um, again, that, that theory of what's good for metal finishing is bad for the environment. Uh, hexavalent chrome uh, was another chemistry that was heavily used in the industry. How would people know what that is? Yeah. So hexavalent chrome, uh, for those of us at a certain age, remember the Aaron Brockovich movie. Um, that movie was all about hexavalent chrome. Different use than the metal finishing industry, but that, that was associated with that movie, but it was still hexavalent chrome. Um, in the industry, was a heavy user of hexavalent chrome. Um, the uh, automotive companies began to change. Uh, they, they developed the ELV, which was the end of life vehicle program. They were worried about a component on a car that would go to a landfill at the end of the life of, of the vehicle and uh, have the possibility of leaching out, uh, out of that part into the groundwater through, through rain. So um, Columbia Chemical developed some technologies to eliminate the use of hexavalent chrome. Uh, that, that 
product line uh, probably encompasses about 35 or almost 40 percent of our total business today. And uh, so we developed the technologies uh, that help springboard uh, us into the OEMs and the specifications because as they begin to change, they begin to develop new new requirements that we are able to meet the needs for. So, uh, so really what Columbia was, was driving towards really is the early stages of what everybody refers to now as ESG, but the reality is, is that it was good for business, and business grew because of doing something better, not just for the environment, but it also has to be better for the actual end use yes. as well at the same time. You still need to make a profit. Yes. That's very important. The The, the cycle of the economy yep. really works better when yep. people have money moving around. Yes, it certainly does. <laughs> um, so we, we developed that technology. Uh, we got it into the marketplace on, on things. Um, and uh, we weren't uh, necessarily the first or only company to bring that, that type of product line to the market. Um, but we, uh, we certainly believe we were better than the competition at, 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 at that, uh, not only in the use but in the performance and, and, and things. Um, and, you know, our slogan today is, what is it that Columbia Chemical does? We simplify surface finishing. Everything that we do at Columbia Chemical revolves around developing technologies to make it easier for our customers to do business, making sure that we get product there on a timely fashion, et cetera, on things. So it really revolves around simplifying surface finishing, making it easier to do. Um, but back to your original question of a little bit of the history, I'll, I'll finish it up for you. Sure. Um, we, uh, uh, Bill Rosenberg, uh, we, we grew the business. Uh, we developed new technologies uh, in the mid-2000s, about 2005, 2006. Uh, Bill dipped his toe in the exit strategy and uh, sold 30% of the company to the ESOP, the Employee Stock Ownership Plan, um, to see if it was a good model for him and his exit strategy as well as the management that was was still there that uh, helped Bill grow. Um, it turned out to be a, a nice strategy for us. Um, and uh, in 2011, um, he sold the remaining 70% of the company to the employees, making it a 100% employee um, stock employee-owned group. So um, it's an interesting uh, business model. Um, one of the the, the best uh, perks to, to the ESOP is uh, uh, the culture. Uh, it creates an ownership culture within the company. Everybody understands what we're trying to do. Uh, everybody understands uh, the role they play in it and, and what their effect is on the value of the company, which they share in. So, so everybody from somebody who may be working on the dock or mixing chemicals to somebody working in an office or uh, being an administrative assistant... They all share in some form of ownership of the company. Yeah, when you when you call or show up at Columbia Chemical, uh, you're talking to an owner. On, at some level, on, on things you're talking to an owner of the company, and that, that that does show through with the culture. Yeah, and and as uh, as you know, Brett, I've been to your your <laughs> business many times, and the interesting thing is is that people pick up after themselves. They they put things away. They turn lights off. Yeah. They pay attention to just their general surroundings. And that may sound very simplistic, but the reality is is that in the end, they recognize that this everybody has to work as a team to yes. finish where they need to go. Yeah. Yeah. And you certainly get that sense in walking through our place. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's quite a, quite a, uh, a story about Columbia Chemical, and thank you for that. But uh, as I was doing a little homework... Um, one of the things I found out there in, in, the, uh, in the Internet world was something about um, Spotlight on Pickle Pal. Do you happen <laughs> to remember Pickle Pal? I found it very interesting. 
And I was hoping you could share a little bit about us what what Pickle Pal and Pickle Pal Plus are. Yeah, so um, there's. Uh, uh, in the process of metal finishing, one of the stages, uh, um, so parts are manufactured, and when parts are manufactured, before they can get electroplated, they need to be cleaned. The cutting oil or stamping oil or drying compound need to be uh, cleaned off, off of those. Uh, so it goes through a cleaning stage, which we, we develop products for. Uh, the, the second stage is often an uh, acid pickle. And uh, in the acid pickle, there's opportunity for the acid to do some etching on the steel or the substrates. Um, pickle Pell is an inhibitor that uh, aids in the uh, inhibition of, of the attack of the acid on the steel. So, um, yes, Pickle Pell is uh, a fairly well-known uh, product on a global basis. Uh, there's maybe been a few jokes uh, about uh, Pickle Pell thrown around there uh, in different parts of, of uh, the world on, on things <laughs> I won't share all of them here. But, uh, um yeah, now Pickle Pell's, uh, it's been around a long time. It's, uh, it's a good product uh, for us that, 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 again, it simplifies surface finishing for, for, the, for the end user. The, the marketing of it and the, and the logo that was uh, uh, attached to the article on this was, was very fun. I mean, it's a pickle. Yep. And, and uh, in, in learning a little bit about Columbia Chemical in more detail and finding that, I found that quite humorous. Yes, yeah, Share some other stories about the, the marketing, proposed marketing plans of that some other time with you. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So, so Brett, as we walk through different things um, here on our, on our uh, Cup and a Conversation, you know, we like to ask folks different questions about different things. So like, like, how do you find, as president of the company, you help lead? How do you, how do you lead your, your team? Uh, so, so it's a good question. Leadership's not easy to do. Um, those that do it well do make it look easy, um, whether it is for them or not. Um, it uh, takes time. Uh, you've got to understand the people that are there. Um, for, for us at Columbia, there's, uh, I'll kind of boil it down to four different aspects of, of what I use and what, what we use as far as leadership there. So um, one of the, the first thing is knowing who we are as a company. And, and explaining that, understanding who Columbia is, what we stand for, um, and what we represent, uh, not, not only to ourselves, uh, but to the community, as well as to the industry that we serve in. And so uh, we define that. Uh, we, we put that down on a, on a piece of paper. Um, secondly, um, <clears throat> not only knowing who we are, but what we want to be in the future. Um, and, and putting that on a piece of paper, defining that of, of where we want to be in the short term, one year, three years, five years, in the long term of, of 10 years, um, to have that vision of who, we're, who we are. Um, the third thing uh, is uh, uh, having the plan to execute those goals on, on things. And uh, we share that plan uh, a lot. And the fourth thing being uh, constantly communicating the, the above three on a, on a very regular basis. Um, with that, uh, with everybody understanding uh, who we are, uh, what we want to be, uh, how we're going to get there, things just start moving in the right direction. Everybody starts going after the same thing and the same goals, and uh, it eventually makes it easy to lead the group on, on through because they begin to lead themselves. That's great. So I like that, lead themselves. So, so uh, 
When I've been to your facility, I've seen a lot of pictures and, and uh, of activities you all do together. Is that one of the things that, that Columbia tries to do is, whether it be cookouts or uh, employee recognitions, things yeah. of that nature? So uh, we recently were interviewing a, uh, a marketing assistant uh, uh, last week for a position that's open for us. <clears throat> and uh, the candidate, as we were going through the tour, uh, asked a number of our people, what are some of the favorite events, uh, traditions, uh, et cetera, that Columbia Chemical does. And I thought it was an interesting question uh, by a candidate coming through, and uh, I was quite interested to hear what the answers were. And the most popular answer was uh, when we hit certain milestones, whether they're sales goals or, or uh, other goals that are associated, um, we oftentimes, I, I, I cook steaks for the company. And one of their favorite things is watching me out there sweating over cooking 40 <laughs> or 50 steaks. <laughs> and and uh, we uh, fortunately, uh, we uh, this time of the year, uh, we, we don't seem to hit the goals that we do in the summertime, so uh, I think they'd really enjoy watching me do it at 30 degrees outside. But um, so those those company lunches on, on different things, we've done golf outings, we've done a number of different things to, to bring the, the, the group together. Um, but but that's really important, especially in an ESOP when you're talking about a company of approximately 50, uh, 50 individuals. Whether you have five individuals or fifty individuals, people are people, and they need to feel that cohesiveness. Yeah. Yeah, they certainly do. Yeah. So, so some of the other areas that uh, are, are of interest is is y- you travel a fair amount. You have customers really all over the world. Yeah. yeah. How does that How does that work? So. Um, when I was younger, it was a lot more exciting to, to, to go into, um, but uh, as you've been over to Asia 15, 20, 25 times, it uh, gets a little little old at, at times, and fortunately, we've got some younger people that uh, seem to enjoy that, uh, or I guess maybe as I did when I was uh, younger, um, but it's 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 different. Uh, the communication, the language barrier of, of working with uh, um, our, our distributors over there. Uh, so in the U.S., uh, we typically, uh, our business model is we, we work um, 85% of our businesses directly to the end user. Uh, in the foreign markets uh, outside of Mexico, uh, where we have a joint venture in Mexico, um, we work through traditional distributor uh, relationships. So um, we've got uh, business uh, in Indonesia, Thailand, Taiwan, China, uh, out through uh, we we had business in the Ukraine and Russia prior to to the war, and uh, you know it's sad to see what's happened over there happen. Um, in the Ukraine and, and Russia, we had some long-standing business relationships that go back 20, 25, 30 years. That uh, we've been to these people's their their kids' weddings, their birthday parties, and, um, and and such. So it was sad to see what happened. But in the foreign business, you get to know these people. We've done business with them for years. It's a different culture. It's a different culture. Um, it's a different culture of business. It's a different personal uh, culture as, as well. But it's exciting. It's uh, I'm always up for a good adventure. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and uh, you had mentioned just briefly that you were interviewing for for a new position. If somebody were interested in in learning more about Columbia Chemical and potential positions that may be open, if they're listening to this, or even just interested in Columbia Chemical itself, what's what's your website, Brett? Uh, ColumbiaChemical.com. Um, so we, pretty direct. We keep it pretty simple. There you go. So uh, a few other a few other areas that that uh, we we've got to talk about, which are which are critical to the survival of things. What's your favorite donut? Oh, anything with chocolate. Anything with chocolate. If you can Where, make it chocolate cream filled with chocolate on the top, I'm in. And and who who where is your favorite donut place? So um, I I. I 
live out on the east side. Um, there's one out here as well, Spud Nuts. Is, is probably my favorite donut place. So um, they're hard to find, but they're they're pretty good. Okay. What about your favorite pizza? So um, we had uh, pizza. Uh, so we did our inventory. We shut down last week, and uh, so we had uh, Thursday brought pizza in. And uh, a place, uh, I think it's local here, Ohio Pie. Ohio Pie. It, it, it was the best pizza I've ever had. It was oh, phenomenal. Oh, terrific. It was really good. Um, and they, they, they did a, the choices were amazing. I had one piece and the next piece. My favorite piece was the last piece that I had. So, <laughs> Well, you'll have to keep doing that. Yeah. So, so what do you think people don't understand about Columbia Chemical? You, you, you're a pretty, you're a pretty technical company. I mean, you're, 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 you're dealing with chemistry. You've got a lot of smart people on your, on your team. You've got, uh, Folks that have masters in chemistries and PhDs and and I mean really smart folks. What do you think people don't understand about what you do? So you know, chemical manufacturing it oftentimes gets a bad name, the chemical name on, on things. Um, of course, yes, we manufacture chemicals, uh, but we're really a technology company. Um, the things that we do, the uh, the analytical equipment, the laboratory, um, as you mentioned, we, we've got a, a, a wonderful staff of, of chemists, uh, PhDs, degreed chemists, masters. Um, there's some smart people, and uh, we do some things uh, up there with analytical work that uh, um, would would blow the mind of most people and uh, what they can do uh, analytical wise uh, um, you know I, I, I have a degree in chemistry that I haven't used in, in 30 years <laughs> and uh, um, they're brilliant up, up there um, so you know the technology is what drives our, our company um, not just the chemical manufacturing but as you know Brett uh, especially being in your position you know that a company is not just made up of one or two brilliant people but across the board because that brilliant person might not be able to pour themselves the right cup of coffee at days and other times uh, there might be a challenge out in the plant that they have a hard time conceptualizing but the but the folks that are out there that understand facilities and facility management they get it and and i know at one time you you got to spend time out there and what did you find when you worked out in the plant for a while you know it's it's always good to go back there and spend some time uh, working with them making some chemistry doing things um it's uh, it's a special mind a special person to be able to 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 make a product to uh, our group in research and development uh, that develops a, a technology that uh, might involve a reaction to take that off scale bench and move it out into the plant it takes a big team to be able to do it it takes the uh, science-minded guy to understand the chemical reaction how to control it how to how to handle it it also takes the the production guys uh, to know how to how to use the material handling equipment to add things safely and, and move product in and out of the tanks on, on things. And uh, it's always good to see that, uh, especially uh, uh, how hard they work back there because uh, I do it for a day or maybe a day and a half, and uh, it's really hard to get out of bed the next morning. And uh, they do it day in, day out on, on things. It's it, they're, they're quite remarkable. And, and very much appreciated that they yeah. do it day yeah. in, day out. Yeah. You mentioned safety and, and doing things safely. I would imagine that's a big part of your 
your company and your your uh, the things that you have to address yeah. in your style of business. Yeah, um, you know, we're, we're chemical manufacturers. I mentioned technology, but we're still making chemicals. We handle chemicals, uh, hazardous, non-hazardous, uh, um, acids, bases, uh, alkaline, uh, all powders, liquids, a number of different things. So, uh, yeah, safety is very important. We've got a safety committee that uh, uh, handles a lot of the, the, the big stuff, but uh, we've also got a group that uh, keeps things in monitor uh, on us as, as, as well. Um, it's, a, it's an important aspect of, of things. So everything from, from tripping hazards to chemical handling on, on things. That, that's that's great, and, and that's very much needed, obviously. So, when you think about think about how you learn, and especially as being in a leadership role like you are, what do you think you've learned from times when in 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 our schooling here in this country we learn on success and not necessarily failure? And my argument point is that sometimes you learn more from failure. And not even necessarily failure. It, it's really, to me, more of a learning experience. Okay, so you didn't score the goal. How do you do it next time? So, so what are some of the things that you've learned along the way that you looked at as, eh, probably would have thought about that in a different fashion, that now lends itself to helping continue to lead the company? Yeah. So... Uh over the last number of years, we've had some outside companies come in and do some uh, consulting for us uh, on, on leadership and management and, and, and things. Uh, one of the things we did uh, as a group, we did some uh, called personality profile testing. And uh, we went through the group and, and we explained, uh, they explained our different uh, the leadership's uh, personality profiles. And uh, in mind... Um, the, the, the person that was explaining my personality to, to the group uh, came back and said, Brett, we've done a lot of this testing, and uh, there's only been one other person in all the history of us doing the testing has less empathy than you. <laughs> and, you know, it just it struck a chord with me of, uh, yeah, maybe I'm not the most empathetic person. Um, but uh, it, 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 was, it was good for me to understand that, to learn that, and uh, looking back at some of the things I've made decisions on and, and, and everything. So I've had to learn some, some empathy on things. So we call it now, Brett has selective empathy on, on things. But, um, but that's really, I mean, when you're leading a group of people, yeah. uh, that's the one thing about management, right? You can manage, but you're not managing anything unless you're managing people or a process. Yeah. And that usually takes a team. Yeah. And that team is really important. But we humans have issues at times. Sure. Whether it be if we have young children, older parents, lots of things in between, going through going through challenges with, with spouses or whatnot. Sure. Um, so, so being able to look back and reflect upon that, that probably was fairly enlightening to you. It, it was, and it, it changed the way that I approach a situation. Um, I, I, I try very hard to put myself in the person's shoes and the person's situation to understand all those things that you just mentioned that might be going through them in a, in a, a daily life. So um, am I perfect at it? No, absolutely not. But uh, um, I will say I'm better at it. Well, uh, that's good. I'm not sure if my kids will agree to that, but... Uh, um, We'll see. Okay. Well, now, uh, n- now I always ask everybody that comes to the show this question. So let's say you're standing in line. Could be at the DMV. Could be getting a pizza pie at Ohio Pie right here in Brunswick, Ohio. Could be, could be uh, one of many other places. And you start a conversation with somebody in line. You don't know them. They don't know you. What do you hope that person takes away from you as a person 
in that conversation? You know, um, so it's a good question. I'm, I'm not sure I've been asked it that way. Um, so I, what I hope that they take away is uh, uh, that they've enjoyed their time with me, um, whether they've learned something or not. Um, but more importantly, uh, I hope that I take away something that I've learned from them on, on stuff. Um, I'm a very intuitive person, ask a lot of questions on, on things, um, generally get enjoy getting to know people. Um, so I, I hope they just walk away with the experience of, well, that was, that was, that was fun, 15 minutes standing in line. And, and if that's all I can bring to somebody, then that's fantastic. That's excellent. That's excellent. So what would you say that the most significant thing in your life has been with you and your wife? So, um, you know, having our children has, has been, I've got a, a, a daughter, a 22-year-old daughter that's uh, finishing up her, her uh, um, degrees at John Carroll, and I've got a son that's at uh, his freshman year at, at uh, Mercyhurst playing soccer at Mercyhurst. The two of us, my wife and I, Andrea, going through, watching them grow up, being involved in their lives, uh, they were very active uh, up through. Um, and uh, w- recently they both left the house, uh, you know, my daughter first and my son just recently, and uh, we began to look at each other and like, well, it's just us again. Um, <laughs> fortunately, we still like each other and uh, enjoy spending time together. Um, but it was nice to for that to settle down, uh, um, to see the success of what we were able to do uh, with the kids and, and, and watch them grow. So Very good. Very good. So if, uh, if you could be remembered for what one thing, what do you want to be remembered for, both professionally and personally? Um. I'll start professionally first. Um, The one thing I want to be remembered for, somebody that enjoys watching the others around them grow. Seeing the company grow, seeing the people within the company grow, um, watching them expand their horizons, uh, watching them uh, meet their dreams, uh, whatever those dreams are, whether it's a professional, personal uh, dreams on, on things. That's, that's really what helps get me going every day is, is watching our people grow um, and, and giving them the resources to be able to do that uh, when they need to. Um, Great. And what about personally? Um, personally, um, yeah, I'll bring it back to um, Brett being a family guy. Um, I enjoy our family. We've spent a lot of time together on, on things. Um, uh, we've watched, as I mentioned, our kids grow up and, and uh, do some amazing things so far. Um, I attribute most of that to my wife and, and her influence on, on them, um, but I hope I had a little bit to, to do with that. I, I, we really believe that uh, our success in life is, is uh, shown through, through our kids. That's fantastic. That really is. So, so uh, you know, when you got here this morning, you said uh, that uh, uh, it was a, kind of a slow go, but, but you're getting going. Um, what's a typical morning look like for Brett and, and getting to the office? What do you, when you walk in the office, are people happy and smiling? Or I know you get there early. Are, are you happy and smiling most of the time? Uh, usually takes that second cup of coffee to to, to get okay. that smile on the face. Hence, but, why we're here at a cup and a conversation. Yeah, um, it's uh, um, I've got a, a, a 
a little bit lengthy commute on, on through, so I get a little bit of time to wake up and a little bit of time to digest things, uh, listen to the news on, on the way in. Um, oftentimes, uh, our uh, shipping and receiving foreman, um, he has a tendency to get in about an hour and a half before anybody else, and uh, it's always fun to walk in and see him. Um, I, I, I've... It's been years that I've been at, at Columbia Chemical. I think I've turned the lights on uh, and unlocked the door uh, maybe twice in my career there. Um, but it's always fun to watch him. Um, and then uh, passing through the office, uh, a number of the people there, are uh, they're morning people, and uh, they certainly help get me going. Um, I think my wife would tell you that I'm not a morning person uh, on, on things. I, um, but... Uh, um, Seeing them, seeing them already get their day going, uh, hearing the tow motors going in the back and, and things going on, it's, it's, it's wonderful to see that every morning. That's good because one of those things that, that, that I go down that path about is the fact that people can walk into a business or school or someplace, maybe even home, and you can think about all the challenges and problems you have. But when you're in a leadership position, don't you find it's a lot easier to when somebody's got a smile on their face? Yeah. And they're trying, and they're moving forward, even if they do make a mistake. No. You learn from that mistake, you own it, and you you, you keep going. No. And and so what I was what I was um, trying to understand from your perspective is is when you walk into a place, be excited, be happy, try to learn something from somebody. You know, what uh, is there anything that you would also like to share with us, uh, or any last thoughts or comments about today? Uh, I, I think you've gotten about everything out of me on on, on things, uh, um, and uh, you know. I uh, lastly closing a, a, about me uh, on a personal level. Uh, I enjoy you, you asked uh, you know what kind of my day uh, on the weekends on the day. I enjoy being outside. I enjoy being active. Uh, I don't sit still well uh, at, at all. Um, on a personal level and a, on a business level, I've always got to keep going on, on things. Uh, we've talked about fishing a little bit. Uh, um, fortunately, uh, I have a son who enjoys that as well, so I've got a, a fishing partner uh, just about any time I, I need. So, um, But uh, that's that's what I enjoy doing, uh, um, and uh, uh, hopefully someday I'll have a little more time to do it. At some point in time. Yeah. And, and what's your website again, Brett? ColumbiaChemical.com. ColumbiaChemical.com. So if you have any interest in learning more about Columbia Chemical or the metal finishing industry, reach out through ColumbiaChemical.com. And in the meantime, this has been Grant Ongst, Community and Economic Development Director for the City of Brunswick, with a cup and a conversation. Until next time, enjoy. Enjoy.